From crypto winter to crypto geopolitics, from ChatGPT to AI avatars, from zero-proof identity to CBDCs and new forms of GovTech. Join inventors, artists, musicians, gamers, bankers, policymakers, and rebels for a discussion on how technology is reshaping our world. From our offices in Dubai, this is the UAE Tech Podcast. And I was like, I'm going to do this. Spent hours and hours looking at charts, looking at other people, at other traders, watching videos, studying everything I could, made so many mistakes, lost a lot of money, lost a lot of time, got frustrated more than I can remember. And I fell in love head over heels. <laughs> the life of a trader. <laughs> From rug pulls to pump and dump, crypto trading doesn't always have a great reputation. In fact, we've often avoided the subject on the UAE Tech Podcast because vetting and due diligence is really difficult. At the same time, doesn't every industry have its bad actors? And isn't money literally being printed on an imaginary calculator elsewhere in the world with very real implications? So this week, we're talking to Marta on her journey from a mum working in retail in Ireland to falling down the rabbit hole that is crypto trading and learning to love it. Please note, none of this is financial advice and always remember to do your own research. Today, we're super happy to have Martaverse on the UAE Tech Podcast. So Marta, thanks for joining. Um, who are you and what is the Martaverse? Hello, thanks for having me. Um, nice to meet you guys. Um, Marta, uh, Martaverse is above all a mom of two quite grown kids at this point. I am absolutely um, overwhelmed with the fact how grown they are. <laughs> um, but Marta is also um, someone who change her career at a very um, peculiar time in her life and landed herself in a world of cryptocurrency and trading. Uh, it has been a very, very um, interesting, exciting journey for me and adventure to say the least. And because of the people and veracity, variety of people I've met along the way, um, uh, somewhere there, an idea uh, came to petition and Martaverse was created where um, I suppose I built a community around me and I decided to bring them together, help them along the way. So that pretty much, I suppose, in short, describes what, a, what it is. <laughs> wow. So you live a double life. I think you're, you might just be, and this is awful, our first mom on the series which says a lot about the tech industry really doesn't it yes um, i think definitely um women are in minority and mums certainly it's yeah. yeah it's it's unheard of true and what were you do? see you kind of alluded to doing something before and then moving into the, the crypto space what were you doing before you kind of jumped into this ecosystem I was a retail worker. I worked in shops my entire life, guys. 
I think, I suppose, when you have a dream when you're a little girl, you either want to be, you know, a princess or a doctor. I wanted to work in shops. <laughs> and that, I did. <laughs> that's awesome. I was worried you were going to say you're a banker and then, we'd have, you know, you'd be all. like, not again. <laughs> off. Get off no. right now. Um, Absolutely. It turned 180 and, and, degrees. Uh, was that in Ireland then? Was, was that... Yeah. Yeah. Most of my career uh, in retail was in Ireland. I came to Ireland in 2005 because maybe not many uh, people are aware. I'm actually Polish um, and we moved here. My family, my my dad's, my dad's job was here and it made sense uh, to keep us all together. Come over here, find jobs, schools. I'm actually the eldest of seven. So my siblings were still in school while I was looking for work. I ended up working in as a sales assistant, as a sales assistant in several shops. Worked my way through year as a um, merchandiser, um, a supervisor, and ended up actually at my uh, last job. I was a store manager. Interesting. Yeah. So um, obviously, yeah. There, I think there are. Uh, lot of family from Ireland I'm half Irish myself um I know there are a lot of um I mean the Poland has a great tech scene and we want to do um an episode on the gaming industry out there at some point um but yeah I know there was a lot of um movement from Poland to Ireland I don't know if that's still ongoing um but it makes sense think... but it, is it still happening no I think majority actually uh, a lot at least um uh, from what I'm seeing uh, have returned and yeah, wanting to return. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah, um, I was there a few years ago. Actually, it was, it was I was in Dublin for a bit. It was really nice. But so how so how did you jump into what got you curious about kind of crypto and crypto trading? Where did you hear about it? How did you enter this relatively different space? Because I'm guessing it's not like people were paying for things with crypto and retail in Ireland at the time, right? Not at all. I mean, I think every one of us have heard of crypto at some point, um, whether it's just a recent mention and maybe you even heard it back in 2010, 11, you know, um, I definitely heard of crypto years and years before. Um, didn't pay any attention whatsoever. Obviously, I'm kicking myself right now, you know. And behind <laughs> thinking yeah, why Bitcoin. didn't I yeah. <laughs> but I think you know everything happens for a reason um so the way this happened for me was uh during lockdown and I I, I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this period of, of time where um I mean every country was probably a little bit different but in Ireland um where there was travel restrictions Everything was closed. There was no entertainment, nothing going on really. Um, but, ended up, but on that obviously... note, what, what do people actually do in Ireland apart from go to the pub? Because I'm curious about this myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like video games in the pub. But anyway, it's just like a private reflection <laughs> whenever I go there. Know, anyway. <laughs> but the thing is, Irish, um, the, once you live here, you understand the culture behind the pubs. They were like a hub for them. Um, from back in the day, there were shops. Every pub was a shop. So every kid was, you know, sent to buy milk and bread in pub. 
and they're very like sociable hubs. Families go there. Everything happens in a pub, if, mm. and mm. they're the best pubs in the world. <laughs> so, guys, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Mm. Um, it it was it was obviously a very peculiar time for everyone back in uh, you know two thousand and is it twenty? Um, yeah, we we were all faced with really crazy circumstances and everyone had to adapt somehow and i think at the time obviously internet played a massive role um meeting people online connecting with people online a lot of um was happening on like pol- uh, political stage with uh donald trump at the time by the way i hate politics i won't be talking about any of this whatsoever uh, but i think it was just basically like this sort of point where people were coming together exchanging um their views my twitter account uh, was created back in 2008 so it's an ancient account and i never used it up to i think 2019-20 i dusted it off connected with a lot of people and how i got into trading was actually funny story because i didn't know what i was doing and i didn't want to do it it was a friend who was super excited about the news. I at the time it was GameStop being short squeezed, and it was all over the news everywhere. Yeah. It was like you know, it was just crazy what was going on. Yeah. So you know, rebellious me inside, I was like, well, I'm gonna join the movement uh, with a friend. But it was too late for GameStop, so we were uh, jumping on the AMC you know they're gonna do the same with the cinemas yeah. because they're gonna have to unlock i remember that uh, it was a massive case yeah study and it was it was kind of shocking what happened but yeah i remember yeah so yeah the whole um you know it was it was this sort of excitement and kind of just doing something crazy mm. while not allowed to do anything crazy anymore obviously um i didn't know what i was doing it at all whatsoever i was like okay so you put money in and then you take it out you make money on this yeah i'm i'm in um but was really, what, what happened with gamestop though because that was really interesting wasn't there some kind of interesting thing where wall street sort of applied pressure at the 11th hour and i think yeah i can't remember i don't want to get it wrong you know what i mean but it was it seemed like there were loads of people on reddit and stuff sort of yes. using apps and stuff to invest in GameStop, which I'm sure most of the listeners will know, particularly US listeners. It seemed yeah. to be that they were they pushing, you know, definitely manipulating the value of the stock. And it was kind of a historic thing. And then something happened at the 11th hour. But I don't want to exactly say because I might have got it wrong. Um, I'm not yeah, an expert I'm, in this stuff. I probably won't be uh, able to give you 100% of the details because I stopped following it eventually. But yeah. for anyone who would like to get into this, there is a Netflix short doctor series about it. And it goes in a very good detail about how it played out from the reddit um um users who were behind it and some people that how it actually played out for them how much money they made on it and how the story uh evolved and how it ended um can't remember the name guys but it it was actually fascinating watching Mm. it um so it's definitely um worth watching on netflix yeah that sounds great i I didn't know i didn't know it was big in I thought it was a very U.S. thing. So it's super interesting to know that, you know, mm-hmm. 
even in in Ireland, people were hearing about that. Yeah, yeah. So the thing was, though, um, you know, stock. Uh, there was a lot of noise around it, but because stock only operates, stock market, traditional markets only operate on weekdays, and so it's closed at nighttime at the weekend. And you know, it, it, the, the the pace wasn't as exciting as crypto. And mm. that's when a friend of mine turned around and said, you know what, we can make a lot more money and a lot quicker in crypto. And she was telling me about Bitcoin, Doge, XRP. I can't remember what other coins were trending at the time, but Doge was massive. And this was all gibberish to me. I was just like, whatever you're doing, I'm doing. I have no idea, guys. <laughs> it was just like blind, bleeding the blind. I was like, yeah, let's do this. Um, and that was that was the start of it. And then I can't remember at what point I remember I had a friend who also lived in Ireland, worked in one of the diners here. She was she's around my age as well. She has kids too, and I remember looking at Facebook posts and seeing her talking about Bitcoin. So I went back on her post and I saw that she was trading. She was doing things with Bitcoin around crypto, reached out, had a quick conversation with her. She told me she works in like an academy teaching about different strategies, how much potential there is. And I was actually at the time considering joining her school. But then I thought, nah. I'll do it myself. If she can do it, so can I. And that's pretty much how it started. My kind of, you know, stubbornness and like this sort of curiosity and this motivation and inspiration kicked in. And I was like, I'm going to do this. Spent hours and hours looking at charts, looking at other people, at other traders, watching videos studying everything I could, made so many mistakes, lost a lot of money, lost a lot of time, got frustrated more than I can remember. And I fell in love head over heels. <laughs> the life of a <laughs> trader. Yeah, the life of a trader. So that's a that's really interesting. And it's helpful, I think, because it it's a good way of explaining, you know, how people can can move into this space, particularly, which I think maybe doesn't get spoken about enough people who haven't grown up with stocks and shares who haven't grown up like investing in traditional financial instruments and don't really know how they work because we've had a a couple of episodes with with vcs and finance guys and they have grown up with these old legacy systems and they kind of know how to work the new ones too sort of um but you know if crypto allows people to trade you know on weekends as well but also anyone who's kind of interested in it can set up a school or can go home and and go online and learn about it that's actually a really big deal because that's not the same with ordinary shares there's lots of things you have to there's lots of you know gatekeepers and there's lots of problems mm -hmm. for getting into that industry so just looking at it from you know a bare minimum it seems more inclusive than the traditional financial system that I grew up with that always seemed really opaque. 
I think so. I think obviously the part that crypto isn't regulated yet uh, is provided that opportunity. Um, we are headed uh, that way. So it will be interesting to see how that obviously develops. Uh, I'm not in a, I'm not a financial advisor. I don't have any financial background. I'm not a, an economist. Um, but it, I suppose I am this living and breathing example of anybody and everybody can do it if they put their mind to it. It, it is, um, I suppose once you start getting into trading, um, it can look either super overwhelming and then jump into like, well, this is super easy, right? to taking you back into the turmoil of where you realize that so much goes into it but it does build character and it does humble you and it does bring amazing satisfaction when you learn things along the way and when you start understanding them and then you click and you're like you know what it actually is so fascinating amazing i'm going to keep going uh, there's a lot of um, mental, um, as, like with, with your um, way of thinking, how, how you approach it as well. And a lot of people don't understand it from the get-go. Um, but when you when you approach the space, you know, saying, okay, well, I'm going to give it a try. I'm not going to bet my entire net worth and put all my life saving into this and let's see, give it a chance. Uh, you're giving yourself an amazing opportunity to really change your life. Yeah, I, I, I guess a big question will be, apart from you know the obvious fact that you can make money, but you can also lose money on this. What's it like in terms of, you know, the hours involved and um, the skill set involved? Is this something someone can do for a couple of hours every day? Uh, how many hours a day do you put into this? And is this about consistency or is this about making small amounts every week or month? Or is this about, you know, going for big wins? What is it like kind of um, psychologically, I guess, to to be a trader? And, and is there any differences with crypto as, in, in, you know, in contrast to kind of the traditional older mechanisms? I think... Everybody has to take it, uh, measure it with their own abilities instead of assuming. I, I think I spoke to somebody recently about this where we as human beings, we have high expectations of things and we expect something to happen pretty much instantly. Mm. Um, and we also put a lot of hope Feelings play a massive, massive part in our life. And we get that attached to money, especially people that don't have a lot of money. And it's a common thing to uh, hear around that rich people, those that have massive fortunes, um, they, they don't have that attachment to, I suppose, you know, $100, $100 to, to all, most of us. Um, whereas when we have spent most of our lives running, you know, in that circle, trying to build wealth and provide for family and secure future for our children, we really like psychologically uh, get really, really uh, um, dependent on the amounts that we make. 
So I think um, that is definitely the, the biggest, I think, I, I think, challenge along the way. And yes, you can do it a um, few hours a day. I, and I think it's just a healthy approach, which is hard to balance at the start. Because like something that that really stands out to me is the fact that crypto is really, really fast-paced. It moves, like I said, 24 hours a day. There is no stopping to it. But understanding that it's there all the time and realizing that because it's there all the time, you can go back to it at any given moment. You don't have to be with crypto 24-7 is, a, is the key. Um, we lose this sort of balance where, like I said, we, we, we come into this space and a lot of people have done it. Um, they hear of people turning $1,000 into a couple of millions. And we think, well, if that happened to someone else on the internet, it's going to happen to me, right? It's possible. The truth is, the reality is, um, it's probably uh, bigger chances for you to win a lottery ticket rather than actually making it, finding that asset that will give you instant wealth. Um Crypto, unfortunately, is still full of scammers or rug pulls, as we call them, where projects basically just um, pop up out of nowhere, created out of thin air based on hype. And we've seen it with anything these days, Elon says, um, they, they create a token out of this. If you're lucky, get in before everybody else and get out before everybody else starts selling, then happy days. But it's super, super rare. But when it comes to actually trading, trading as a professional trader, uh, it takes time, it takes patience, consistency, and healthy approach. Understanding that it's a marathon, not a race. Because if you're doing this as a trader, you understand that it will take time for you to gain certain skills, to learn above all, control yourself. Because there are things that you cannot control. How are you going to react to those things? Market moves constantly. And you're going to react to those moves. You're going to see losses, but you're going to see wins. And then how are you going to deal with the losses? How are you going to deal with the wins? Are you going to pay yourself? Are you going to constantly think about, I can make more, I can make more. So in short, um, I think the winning formula is actually setting yourself up for a challenge in a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? In a, in a I don't want to say balance again. I, I'm losing a word here. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. But an equilibrium, um, I guess. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like you've got to be very disciplined and you've got exactly. to know, you almost have With to that. set your own rules, um, you know, your own things you can do and your own, your own. Um... Be strict with yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And when you approach it, uh, knowing that, you know, I can do this and I don't have to um, be in the market 24 seven, just because it's in there 24 seven, give yourself time and approach it like, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to train every marathon runner will train first before they go for that, you know, 10 mile run. If you do that, then you'll be able to see results. 
And smaller wins compounded are much more profitable and achievable than coming in and assuming, well, I'm in crypto. People are making millions. I'm going to make a million this week or tomorrow. This this is as much as a mind game, as much as a discipline. Uh, it, it, and it is a lot to do with you versus you. It's not even about price, how much something costs, um, whether you're buying it. You know, now a lot of people talking about Bitcoin costing or going to a million. Really, for a trader, it makes no difference whatsoever what price of Bitcoin is trading at right now. Yeah, I, I, I can see how that works, um, unless you own a couple. Um, which would, you know, if it, if it went up to a million, that would be. <laughs> yes. That would, that but are would you going to, John, you have a couple of Bitcoins and you've held it for five years, for instance. Are you going to sell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess that's Do a you tough know? one, too. Yeah. It's a, that's it's a really thing. tough one. Uh, I was actually going to ask you. Um, so, crypto trading, I get, but you are called Martaverse. So, just generally, what do you think about the wider digital asset landscape? You know, NFTs, this idea of metaverse land. Um, we've spoken to both sides. So we've had people who I think legitimately uh, in gaming and, and art and, and, and music actually kind of really excited about NFTs. Um, we've had people in metaverse land and we've had people pro and against and We've had we've kind of hosted a whole debate about it. As a trader, what do you think of these assets? Um, I mean, I think you can argue that they're useful without saying that the trading of them is is necessary, ready to go. But what do you see in your communities? Like what's the interest in in metaverse land or NFTs? And do you work in the space as well, or do you mainly just work with cryptocurrencies? You're right. It's metaverse. Great play of words uh, <laughs> with metaverse. Um, I thought it was going to be um, a, a, a good a good name for what what um, cryptocurrency stands for altogether. Despite my massive passion and love for trading, um, I I'm absolutely I am fascinated by everything else that is going on in this space. I actually NFTs and metaverse are going to be the biggest contributor to a mass adoption of cryptocurrency. It as as um, digital assets as as tokens as as currency is already obviously um, widespread, I suppose. And you can also in certain countries they have become. Um, their own um, official currencies, uh, and national currencies. Uh, you can pay in, in in shops or online with 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 that. I do believe that the metaverse and NFTs are going to play a major major role in that adoption. And a lot of people won't even realize that they are using the blockchain technology um, and using it every day. There are absolutely incredible projects. I'm so fascinated by it, John. It's actually like it's overwhelming at times. And it's sometimes really hard to even split my time because I, I do what I can to research projects, speak to the founders, speak to communities. 
um, uh, to understand, you know, what it's about. Again, obviously there is a side to uh, all of it as well, where NFTs have this, not necessarily, um, you've heard, I'm sure, projects that have been created uh, and a rug pulled as well. But it's like that, I think it come to realize that there's scammers everywhere, life insurance, car insurance, banks, you name it. It, it, it. It's everywhere. It's just chance, people chancing their arm. Um, but the, the solid, the amazing um, contributors to the space, this, there is a, so much happening. I don't think people are even understanding what's going on behind the doors. I'm not going to even say closed doors because they're not closed doors. Uh, you can walk in there wide, uh, wide open doors for anyone to discover what is happening. I know um, Meta, Facebook, uh, they're like a center of jokes because of uh, their awful fails in terms of graphics and what they were working on and all. But there is a metal behind the madness there. I, I did what what metaverse is going to do? Um, what doors are going to be open for people? It's just amazing. Even even when you think about e-commerce or studies or schools, how you you can utilize all of that. Um, it's it's just incredible, fascinating. Yeah, I think it's definitely true that there's a massive potential for these you know, 3D web and some of these new systems to be a sandbox for cryptocurrencies, uh, for kind of NFT ticketing, for events. You know, Ireland's really big on the creative industries. And uh, I can imagine a lot of people, you know, in Dublin and, and Cork and all over Ireland with, with kind of the creative industry talent out there, the metaverse is something that would be really interesting, you know, because you've got, uh, you've got, so many different industries as you said in e-commerce and beyond um that can play mm -hmm. in this realm and hopefully possibly use digital currencies um yeah so yeah i take your point on on adoption that that does make sense um mm -hmm. so i guess we'll see what happens but marta i think we got to the end of our time today but thank you so much for joining us on the uae tech podcast thank you very much for having me Sponsor information. The UAE Tech Podcast is distributed by Alboweba Business free of charge. To sponsor a single episode or a series of themed episodes, please contact our editorial team or download a sponsorship press pack. Sponsors receive an article on Alboweba Business, syndication distribution on Alboweba Syndicate, email direct marketing across the region, and brand inclusion across all podcast marketing design, audio, and video formats. Alboweba is not a PR company, and we do retain editorial discretion and quality control as an independent publisher. Companies looking to support a dialogue on technological transformation in the UAE are encouraged to contact our team.